Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. We're going to be talking about Aboriginal drivers in Western Australia. That's right. How does this affect us? Well, it's symptomatic of things that are happening all over Australia. And when we have actual data to talk about, sometimes it's easier to understand what's going on. I'm privileged to record this episode on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. I'm looking today at an article published again by The Guardian. It was published quite a while ago now. The world has swam past us pretty fast this year. There's been a lot going on. So this is an article from the 5th of February 2020, written by Kala Wolquist. That's W-A-H-L-Q-U-I-S-T. This article talks about the fruits of a freedom of information request made by Guardian Australia. And what they found was that in Western Australia, Aboriginal drivers received 3.2 times more fines from being pulled over by police than non-Aboriginal drivers. So they were pulled over and when they were, they received fines 3.2 times more often than non-Aboriginal drivers. But when the policing was done, not by actual human police, by traffic cameras, Aboriginal drivers received slightly fewer penalties on average than non-Aboriginal drivers. There was a five-year analysis. It looked at 69% of all drivers within Western Australia and The Guardian says that it showed a notable ethnic disparity, that was a quote uh, taken from the words of the Western Australian Police Force, in the issuing of traffic fines. The report found that on average, Aboriginal drivers in Western Australia received 1.75 times more penalty units over their lifetime of driving than non-Aboriginal drivers. So the Guardian has helpfully broken that down. That's about $1,260 more in fines for Aboriginal drivers. And the report found that this was, in quotes, almost entirely driven by police-initiated on-the-spot infringements. The notable thing for you and I to consider here is the significant difference in fines being issued by human police officers versus fines being issued by non-human robot traffic cameras. We need to ask what the cameras are seeing and what the human police officers are seeing and why the human police officers are issuing more fines. My thought initially 
and you should have a think about this for yourself is that the traffic cameras are not forming an impression of people and then deciding to pull them over and then issuing fines. They're simply looking objectively at whether a given fact has occurred or not. It's quite interesting that The Guardian was able to obtain this information and it's excellent that they were able to report it. It is unfortunate that because we had so many things going on earlier in the year with our terrible bushfire season and then with COVID-19, this report didn't get the publicity that it deserved. So if you would like to see it for yourself, if you look for The Guardian, Wednesday the 5th of February 2020, this article is by Kala Walquist, W-A-H-L-Q-U-I-S-T, and the title is Aboriginal Drivers in WA More Likely to Get Fines from Police Officers Than Traffic Cameras. I've asked you to have a think for yourself about what this means. Again, I would like to give a shout out to the Aboriginal legal services all around Australia. I'd also like to praise our legal aid services and community legal centres for the excellent work that they do for vulnerable Australians. I gave the details of the Aboriginal Legal Service of New South Wales and the ACT during the last episode. I urge you to consider whether you're in a position to donate to your local Aboriginal legal service. They serve the needs of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who come into contact with our justice system. If you're looking for ways that you can practically take steps to help redress the injustice that our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people face, making such a donation is one very excellent way that you can do that. If you Google Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander legal services, it's highly likely that your local service will be highlighted and you will be able to find out how to donate. I would like to highlight another excellent community legal centre this week. That's the Women's Legal Centre of the ACT and surrounding regions. They have a program called Mulin Mura. It's the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Women's Access to Justice program. It's a free Aboriginal woman-led service offering culturally appropriate support with justice issues. Muli and Mura work within the Women's Legal Centre. They have social workers and specialist lawyers. They believe that there are different pathways to achieve the justice outcome that people need, and they can provide advocacy, emotional support, cultural advice, referral, case management and information. They support women and their families to assist in a range of circumstances, complexities and situations of struggle and their door is always open. Most importantly, they make women's empowerment and decision making the centre of their work and their services are Aboriginal woman-led and are delivered in a culturally appropriate manner. If you want to speak with them, you can call the Women's Legal Centre on 02 6257 4377 
And importantly, if you would like to donate to the Women's Legal Centre who do important work for women, but in particular, in this particular program, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women, you can find out how to donate to them on their website. If you Google Women's Legal ACT, you will find their website and their donation page can be found on givenow.com.au. If you Google givenow.com.au and Women's Legal Centre ACT, you will find the link to make a donation. You can do that as a one-off or a regular donation. They simply could not do their work without the support of the community and pro bono assistance from private legal practitioners. If you donate to them, your work will make a big difference to their ability to continue providing their services to the most vulnerable women in Canberra and surrounds. So please consider doing that. If you support the rule of law and access to justice for everyone in Australia, that's a really, really good organisation to think about supporting. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope it's made you think and maybe you'll go away and have some conversations with other people so that you can spread the word about what we need to do and what we need to think about to look at ensuring that every Australian has access to justice and is treated equally. And in particular, I'd love it if you would have a conversation with someone about our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians and the conditions they face and the action that you might take to help change this. Thank you so much and take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.